Well, I guess we can uh, just flip this little chromium switch here. Okay, that's got it. This is the Big Fat Podcast with Dave Dufour. Hey, this is Dave Dufour, and this is the first episode of the Big Fat Podcast. Um, some of you may be wondering, where did this come from? Well, uh, well, let me start with that. Uh, I'm a, a 64-year-old guy in uh, northern Indiana, Elkhart, Indiana, to be exact, and um, been podcasting for a while, um, And uh, although it has been kind of a... Uh, a little bit on hiatus recently, but I've been podcasting, had a podcast called um, Theater Geeks for about five years, uh, five, six years. Um, we weren't real consistent in the later years, uh, kind of tapered off for a couple of different reasons, and I can get into those later. But I thought, well, you know, I'd really like to start another podcast, but I think it maybe it should at least, at least at the beginning, maybe it can start out to be just sort of a personal journal, and it doesn't really have to be anything uh, specific, although I I'd like it to have a, a, a kind of a structure to it. Um, let me tell you a little bit about myself. First of all, uh, again, I'm 64 years old. I am the executive director of a community theater here in Northern Indiana. I'm very proud of that. Uh, Elkhart Civic Theater at the Bristol Opera House. Uh, I've been an advertising and marketing person uh, most of my life. I've worked at uh, ad agencies and I've worked as a marketing director for a regional transportation company. And I did, uh, you know, uh, a lot of uh, consulting work, did some web design. So I've had a little bit of an eclectic career, but it all seems to have revolved around uh, communications and or uh, to some degree tech as well, uh, because I uh, with the web end of things. So and I did some uh, some uh, programming uh, for several years and uh, worked with my brother's company. And so I have, uh, you know, a lot of that kind of experience. But I really consider myself more of a communicator, um, I'm a, somewhat something of a writer, as well as um, I uh, am uh, an actor, director. You know, the, this, those were hobbies for me uh, for many years, and uh, now more recently, they I, they take on a little more professional dimension. Although I'm not the artistic director at our theater, I'm uh, I, I do get involved in those things, and. Um, uh, so that that's kind of a thumbnail, I guess. I grew up. I was born in Elkhart, Indiana. I still live in Elkhart, Indiana, and uh, yeah, all all in all, it's a pretty good town. Although I really enjoy um, uh, my recent uh, uh, more frequent visits in the last last year or two to uh, the Chicago area where my son lives, and so I, I I do enjoy the big city as well. And I've done some traveling in the last couple of years. My wife michelle uh died uh well two and a half roughly two and a half years ago she died in may of 2015 after a um, rather brief battle with cancer and uh, when i say brief that was about eight months from the time she was diagnosed with uh, what they thought was just nothing more than a little polyp to full-blown uh, uterine cancer uh, and it it moved very quickly and um she uh, she passed away um rel- I mean, she passed away peacefully i i don't know whether that makes any difference at all really but she she was able to make her her decisions and she was able to decide 
kind of when that was going to happen. Uh, and, uh, she just made the decision to go into the hospice services and she knew what that meant. And she made the decision to, uh, to actually, uh, go to the hospice house knowing that it meant that her life was probably going to be over. And it was a very tough thing for all of us. It devastated my children and me. And, um, we, uh, we miss her very much. So, you know, really picking up the pieces after that death, um, after her death was, was, um, I wouldn't say it was terribly, it was, it wasn't difficult from a, from a uh, financial standpoint, thank God. And it wasn't difficult from just a matter of, you know, kind of keeping, keeping moving forward in in some respects, but, um, it was, and it still is kind of a, uh, kind of a uh, puzzle in terms of how I'm going to move forward. I got, uh, I I do believe that at times, although I never really diagnosed myself this way, I've been rather depressed. I don't think that I have uh, you know, a, a case of depression, or I'm not you know clinically depressed. I don't think, but um, it's it's very hard. Uh, even after two and a half, three years, you know, going coming up on three years in next May, it's still difficult. I still miss her. I still have those days when I miss her a lot. And, uh, so, you know, fairly early on, I felt like, oh, gee, I should, oh, figure out some other things to, to do something to just kind of carry me forward. And so, uh, last, last, not this, not this past January, but January of 2016, I, um, followed my, uh, my son's fiance. She's now my daughter-in-law followed my son's fiance's advice and, um, uh, enrolled in some classes uh, in uh, writing at uh, the second city in Chicago. And so what that meant is that for most of 2016, I was driving to Chicago and back uh, once a week, at least sometimes a little more, but once a week, anyhow. And um, it was a, it was a great experience and um, I really enjoyed it. And I liked the fact that I was able to stay uh, connected to um uh, to to theater and to to that but uh it had been something that i'd always dreamed of doing and it was also nice from the standpoint of being able to hang out as i like to say with a lot of the young smart people uh and uh they accepted me pretty well and so I, i'm really grateful of the second city it kind of emotionally did me a lot of good uh over a year that uh, i i needed it uh i'm still uh, I, I just took another class there a short a short course which was less than one term uh in directing uh the writing course was a full year basically uh with a little extra on the end for the uh, final um uh, we for for our final sketch show to actually be um performed at the, the at the the second city theater at in, in one of the student stages so you know i've spent a lot of time uh, at at the second city and it's uh it's a wonderful uh it's a wonderful training grounds. It's like all positive all the time. That's, that's one of the things now I'm, I'm sure that for the pros, it can get pretty snarky, but they, but I don't know that that's really a hundred percent true because the whole idea of the kind of comedy that they create depends on being willing to take risks and they can't have problems like, uh, you know, a lot of antagonism in those things. It's competitive, but I don't, I don't ever think it's really uh, uh, 
a, an anger kind of thing. People are people are very charitable with each other and they're very generous with each other because that's you know, one of the ways that the comedy gets better. They, they they're able to work with each other much better if they can kind of uh, let let the comedy flow regardless of where it comes from. So anyway, that's neither here nor there, except to say that it's really a positive kind of place if you're a student, because they really do spend more time encouraging you than telling you what you're doing wrong. I mean, it's, it, 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 they, they tell you what you're doing wrong without telling you what you're doing wrong directly. Exactly. Exactly. It's more like, why don't you try it this way? This will work better. They, and, and in general, they'll say, don't do this, don't do that. But in terms of your own work and your own writing they uh, are very consistent in trying to find okay that works to a certain point that works here i would change this and they just have a very very positive way of working right down to the kinds of uh, commentary and critique that they do and so I, i've i've really enjoyed it and i've maintained some contact with a few of the with the classmates that i had there were uh, have been uh, a number of them because i jumped around a bunch but the, the 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 folks that i worked with in the last two or three um semesters so to speak uh they're eight week terms uh those folks i still have a pretty solid uh uh you know relationship with in terms of being able to i could send them an email or i could even give them a call if i wanted to to talk about some things so um it's been a good experience uh we're um, working on developing a uh, writing group well we have have a writing group now at uh, the theater here in uh, northern indiana and we're going to write a sketch show to be put up uh, next June, uh, if all things come together the way they should, and and they really should. I mean, there, you know, it, uh, you know, we may have a a year or two where the shows are perhaps not as strong, but maybe they will be. It just kind of depends. It's uh, we put together uh, as students, uh, my class at Second City, put together a pretty good show. We brought it to Bristol, the Bristol Opera House, which is where my theater is which is what that's the theater building. Elkhart Civic Theater is in the Bristol Opera House. And that, that, um, uh, that show we at, we brought it to Bristol and then we expanded on it with additional material that hadn't been used in the in original show because of time and uh, created a longer show that was uh, pretty well accepted. So I think we're going to have a pretty good chance of having something pretty fun and interesting next year, although it's going to be all different writers. So that's kind of a, um, I mean, that's the monkey ranch. Of course, it's always all different writers. It's a different writing group whenever you do things. So anyway, that's kind of the, the, the short story on me. The other, I guess the other thing I should say is that um, following Michelle's death, I took a trip to Paris on my own in December, 2015, took some, took a lot of pictures there, uh, got a new camera and I've really been spending a lot of time on photography. If you want to see, uh, my photography, it's at the website, Dave Dufour at, um, at, uh, I'm sorry, it's, that's Dave Dufour.com. It's not at da- anything else. It's, da- it's, uh, www Dave Dufour.com. That's it. Uh, and <clears throat> there is a, um, there are links to theater geeks, which is still up, although it hasn't been added to, uh, for a while. And there are links to, um, portfolios of, of different shots and i uh, have some of the pictures from the 2015 trip to paris i went back to paris in 2016 both both times in december um this is as i'm speaking this is november 6th and 2017 i am not going to paris this year i really uh i mean i 
I can do it, but I really shouldn't spend, you know, I don't, I, I can't go to Europe every year. Although, um, I will say that in, in my, my kids tend to maybe be a little skeptical of this and some other people, but I, I have found ways to go, uh, very inexpensively. First of all, going in December is inexpensive. Uh, last the, both, both trips to Paris that I've done recently have cost, uh, around 15 or $1,600, uh, which includes airfare and a week in hotel. Now, I'm not staying at five-star hotels, but it, but it doesn't matter. You can stay in some very nice areas in the, uh, in, in, in Paris and you're not going to spend that much time in your room or, or else you're crazy. So, uh, Paris is a great walking around city anyway. So there are photos. I took a lot of photos. I've taken a lot of photos in Paris. Uh, and, um, some of them I would say approach kind of a fine art type of look and some of those don't, but a lot it depends. I try not to be a, a touristy foot photographer. The, um, Next time I'm going to go to France again next year. My plan right now is to go uh, right after right after the sketch show in June, which will be June first uh, and second, which will be a Friday and Saturday. And I will get on a plane on the third, and I'm going to go to uh, southern France. Um, I have a friend who lives in Paris, um, who lived in southern France in Nice. Uh, when he was a teenager, and that's where we got to know each other because I was a, an exchange student in 1969, I believe. And he was an uh, exchange student. I stayed at his home for about six weeks. He came back to Indiana, stayed in my home for six weeks. And then we sort of lost touch with each other for approximately 30 years. And I found him uh, when my daughter was making a trip to to uh, France with her junior high school class. And I just um, got back in touch and then uh, managed to see him a number of years ago uh, in Paris. Uh, And then later uh, went back last year and then this year, and he was in Chicago uh, this past year. And what you're hearing there is uh, Missy, the cat messing around the fireplace tools. I don't know what she's looking for. She heard a noise. <clears throat> the wind sometimes makes noise in the fireplace, and she thinks there's something going on in there, or she thinks there might be a little varmint to catch over there, but I don't think that that's the case. Anyhow, uh, Missy is uh, my smallest and youngest cat, and I have an older cat named Susie. And um, so anyway, I've been, I've been to Paris and Nice uh, I, I haven't been back to Nice since 1968. I want to go back. And so my plan right now is to go back in June of 2018. Um, as with most of my travel, I, I take into uh, carrying a camera with me at all times. Right now, most of my shooting, most of it, is being done with a Canon um uh, T6i Rebel, okay? So that's not a full-sized DSLR, but I've gotten some wonderful f- photographs with it. Um, <clears throat> I also like to shoot film. Um, for those of you who are into cameras, I have a um, a Raleigh Cord 2 and a quarter uh, by 2 and a quarter camera, medium format. I have a RB67, uh, uh, which is uh, made by, oh, who's, who the heck makes that? 
it is made it's made by Mamiya. I'm was turning to look at it. <laughs> and it is a medium format camera. Uh and uh, it's also it's it's like a boat anchor. It really is heavy. I was really surprised. And I haven't worked with that very much. I have uh, a couple of 35 millimeter cameras. Uh, one that I've been carrying around lately is a little Nikon EM, which is sort of, it's not a real, uh, it wasn't ever a high end Nikon. Uh, and I have a, um, I have, uh, let's see, what else do I have? Oh, I, I've even been shooting some Polaroid lately because uh, the Impossible Project uh, has uh, brought back uh, a lot of the, uh, the the later Polaroid films, not the PLOA films, but the ones that were uh, like the SX-70 type of films. And um, I even take some pictures on something called a Holga once in a while. So I like to play with cameras. I'm sorry, just way i am and of course the iphone is always handy so i almost always have a camera with me even if it's even if it's just the iphone and i say just the iphone advisedly uh now you're hearing if you can hear that you're hearing missy playing with with, i've got this thing that's a a cat toy it has a, a it's like a it looks like a big dish kind of but it has a ball that is trapped in a track and if you hit the ball it goes around and around real fast in this track and um this has become there she hit it again just no and then caught it yes anyway she's uh, very fascinated by that kind of stuff her favorite thing of course is the um, little laser pointers so anyway today i took three photographs to um, our local art association the elkhart art league uh and those are going to be in the uh, the first ever uh first first time at least well i think i did as a kid had some art in an art league show which was kind of silly uh because it wasn't anything real good but i've got three photos in the uh, in the upcoming art league show and then uh, i'm going to have a one person show in the art league in uh I think it's either February or March, probably March. I'm thinking is when it's going to be. So um, I'm going to try to, what are you doing? Yeah. Oop, gonna, I just, now nah, I just hit the mic with my glasses. Uh, my, my goal on this uh, podcast is to not edit. Uh, if I don't absolutely have to, I really don't want to edit a whole lot of crap here. So, um, that's, uh, uh, I'm going to leave any weird noises in that I can and, and try not to, uh, be, uh, too clumsy with the way that I'm, way that I'm speaking, uh, news of the day. Let's talk about news of the day. Um, news of the day right now is, uh, yesterday, uh, there was this unfortunate, this was on the 10th, uh, unfortunate shooting in Texas, Um, someone, uh, who was just kind of crazy went into a, uh, church in Sutherland Springs, Texas, and sounds like, uh, shot up most of the congregation, about half of the congregation that was present, uh, was killed, uh, which was around 26 people. I think that's the last number I've heard. Um, and, and, and it was really a horrible, uh, situation. What I've been kind of disgusted about is the way that the 24 hour news channels have covered this Fox news has, uh, um, it, while I am uh, politically conservative, I, I guess, um, I'm a more cons- politically libertarian. I don't, I, I have been really, uh, tired of, uh, all the, um, oh, the, 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 
the hyper patriotism that has been coming out of uh, Fox News lately. It, it's it, and, I, and I don't mean that patriotism is bad. What I mean by that is that it's patriotism that just seems to be kind of knee jerk and it and and religion has become more and more a factor in the newscasts, even uh, especially with this uh, shooting. They kept bringing back a Baptist minister from Texas. And of course, he couldn't resist talking about how, you know, the Lord, uh, you know, uh, will solve all our problems and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And that and then he made the kind of audacious statement, I thought, that was that. God allows Satan to wreak havoc somewhat has gives Satan free will. And I'm thinking to myself, Oh, I'm thinking, why, why the hell do we have to have this kind of what if, if God actually has control over these things, why the hell would he let Satan do this? So, um, you know, it, it's, it's a level of irrationality and, and I'm not one, I don't want to pick on anybody's religion, but, it just is kind of stupid and it and it and the, and they kept repeating it the other thing that kept getting repeated during this newscast the newscasts that i heard was the this this um, incredulity about it having happened in a church you know how could it have happened how could you do this this has never happened before well it has happened before you know how many black churches have been blown up or you know there was a fellow that went into a black church and shot a bunch of people now this is maybe on a little larger scale but the principle is the same and it's certainly not the first so um i'm i'm finding that i'm very annoyed that um uh, any news medium uh, is 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 saying these kinds of things, especially Fox, which is kind of the conservative uh, punching bag for the left, would say this because it leaves them open to to this to, to some pretty obvious criticism. Uh, a for ignoring the history of church murders, and uh, and B for really kind of straying from. A factual presentation. Now, the liberal media, I don't believe, have been talking too much about the good guy with a gun that went after this uh, shooter and apparently, uh, at least from the last reports I heard, apparently was able to uh, at least wound him, if not kill him. And uh, so, you know, that's something. No, 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 we can't talk about that. You know, that and that that I think is disingenuous as well. Um, The whole call for more gun control is is not uh, is largely irrational. And most most of the people that are that are talking about it are really they either don't understand the gun issue very well or they think they or they think they do because the gun issue is defined to them is uh, from the liberal side, of course. And. Uh, I understand people don't want people to be murdered. Gun owners don't want people to be murdered. People who own guns legally, and this guy did not, apparently, uh, uh, this shooter did not, as his guns were illegally obtained because he was uh, uh, had been uh, prohibited from buying them. Uh, the the problem is, is that uh, well, most most legal gun owners or virtually all legal gun owners are uh, law abiding citizens, responsible and do not commit crimes with their guns. So uh, the a lot of this is just lost on the on the left who want to blame the gun rather than, you know, the person or the um or, or perhaps, uh, to some degree, the system that allowed this person to get the, uh, someone who is mentally ill to get a gun. Um, I don't think anybody wants uh, mental cases to have guns, uh, but um, uh, 
filtering filtering out mental cases uh, presents its own set of problems some of them political uh, and uh, and uh, probably subject to some abuse especially by a government that if a government really wants to uh, remove uh, gun ownership from the public which i i think in america that's not possible anyway so anyway uh the reactions to that shooting have been uh, a large large to in large part i think kind of irrational and so i really uh i'm really not uh not too crazy about uh, what's happened there so um Anyway, that I don't know what else to talk to you about today. Uh, I'm going to, I don't know how often this is going to happen. I think it's maybe, you know, it's going to happen when I feel like it. Um, and uh, I'm going to uh, get it up and online probably after there are three or four episodes out there. And then we'll go from there. I uh, hope to talk maybe a little bit more about photography later, because I think that may be a nice focus for me. Uh, maybe photography and theater, or maybe the arts, something something in that area. Uh, as I say, you know, uh, stick with me. Uh, I hope you do. Um, if you have any things you'd like me to talk about or have any questions for me, I don't know what you would have but you know maybe you do uh send me a question and and i'm pretty uh pretty happy to talk about almost anything as long as i think i've got a reasonable opinion to present um a couple of things oh hey a couple of things one thing i do want to recommend i I just end on a little bit of a positive note very interesting guy that i've recently discovered and he's he's on a lot of podcasts he's appeared on uh, joe rogan's podcast a couple of times um and he's been on a number of other podcasts and he actually produces some videos which are uh small little uh um, I don't know. They're not. They're not advice. They're philosophies. He's a very, uh, very uh, uh, strong opponent of uh, postmodernist thought. He finds postmodernism to be uh, just uh, disgusting and evil and all kinds of things. But he's he's great, in, really interesting guy, and he uh, makes a lot of very, very good points. I think you would enjoy it uh, if you're uh, not of the politically correct crowd in particular there is a youtube uh video of uh this fella his name is jordan peterson he's a a a professor from canada and he got kind of got kind of crossways with the politically politically correct anti-hate speech uh and compelled speech uh issue in canada and you, you know if you follow him at all you'll you'll eventually figure out what he's talking about but he did a video where he had a long conversation uh probably 45 minutes or so with camille paglia who i also just adore um Camille Paglia is uh, on the left. She's a Democrat. Uh, I wouldn't agree with her on that in any case, but the the but her her mind is so quick and she's uh, terribly smart and she's not not I would not call her a an average liberal. She is a different kind of thinker as, as is Jordan Peterson. They both are. Peterson's a psychologist uh, and scientist and uh, but he's a very uh, very astute guy. So uh, check out the one video. I'll, I'll try to put a link up for that because uh, that conversation between Jordan Peterson and um, and Camille Paglia is just 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 tremendous. And, and I know that you will like it. So anyway, I've gone on too long here already. So I will I will uh, cut this uh, short now or shorter than it was going to be. And um, that's it for me. Take care. Uh, I'll see you on the next Big Fat Podcast.
Ah. This has been a big fat podcast.